that's constantly varied. We're back. We're a day late this week, but we're getting it done. I'm here with, as usual, James Rankin. James, how's it going? Hi, Jamie. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I have my voice for this episode, so I'm just fucking delighted, to be honest. (laughs) And also this week, the mirror himself, Mr. Hespejo. Jose, how's it going? Really good. How are you, Jamie? I'm all good. I'm all good. So let's get into this. Jose, I'm going to start with you. We're going to look at training or coaching highlight from the last seven days. What have you got? Coaching, I'd say the Wednesday with Grace. What such a good vibe and was such a high effort. So it was really, really, really good. As an athlete, probably I will say Friday. I think that was such a rough but really good workout. The mix of Karen with Isabel were really, really fucking deadly. Yeah, it was a good one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, really good. People, yeah. people were uh, traumatized. Yeah, we heard. I heard people reporting panic attacks halfway through that workout. <laughs> I, I can so confirm fun. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was really fun. Really fun to do. Yeah, and Grace was amazing, right? What a wow. yeah, day! Oh my god! For from coaching was the best of the week. Like the fort was there, the vibe was there. It was really technical in general, so it was really, really good. I remember the last quarter we had the Bua Chipper as one of our big targets and I remember that day going oh my god people are so much fitter like it's so obvious and Grace was one of those days for this one it wasn't one of our benchmarks but it came up and the the capacity was just evident it was amazing yeah. okay happy days yeah. James what have you got for us um I have two th- I have three coaching ones really uh Thursday and Friday seeing uh the morning crew smash them was super impressive like friday for the snatches people moving a 60 or 42 kilo barbell that three months ago could maybe do that for one rep never mind 30 then for mono benchmark seeing just about everybody pb that honestly in the morning i i was looking at Waterfy afterwards and i was like nearly everyone had a star beside their name not because it was their first time doing it but a lot of them had done it loads of times and you know i was nervous programming that as, yeah. a, as a quarterly benchmark because it's a hard one to pure uh, and you could get really fit like have extra capacity and then not express it on the day yeah because the double unders are it's an such execution a skill thing. thing yeah and and if you get your pace off a little bit you could walk away saying i didn't pure and i also didn't push as hard as i could yeah you know it's one of those it's you have to execute it and the results were true yeah, roof, and so. nearly everybody did and then wednesday as well for grace i i didn't get to coach my people that day because I was off because Paige was sick. But <laughs> I've never spent so much time refreshing Modify as that morning. Like I was still up early and I was like, check, check, check. And every time one of the morning crew put in a score, they PB'd. And then some of the times were freaky fast. Like Darren Duffy went sub two minutes. Yeah, amazing. I think, was it you I was talking to about? Like, do you remember way back in the day? whenever everybody did the CrossFit.com workouts and then you'd write your score and some notes underneath it on the website, like a forum. Mm, yeah. And I remember like going on that all the time. And if you did like a sub five minute grace, people would be like commenting underneath it jokingly, but dead serious, steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just had so many people go yeah. for sub five minutes. Like, like sub three. Even. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people sub three. Like freaky. And then other people going, oh, I didn't quite go RX and... I really should have. It's like, wow. Yeah, lots of comments on what if I about should have went heavier. Hmm. 
um, which is brilliant in that self you just realise oh my game has stepped up and I didn't realise yeah. and I only trained one day last week so I don't really have a training highlight <laughs> that's yeah. why I picked three go to ones yeah. but what a week last week like benchmarks everywhere like um, I just think it was a, a week of achievement a week of challenge amazing stuff for me um, on the coaching side yesterday snatch day we did the high hang snatches just to dial in that final piece of the puzzle the speed under the bar and the, the solid catch and um, yeah what a morning we had two sessions and both of them everybody was just I think they were um, surprising themselves at how far they, their game had moved on in that respect and the speed 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 everywhere and we were saying in that session that's the wow factor for snatch for game day the wow factor is snapping under quick and landing the catch people are looking in good shape I was in early looking at your class James your people were looking so sharp as well so I can just see it coming together right uh, the wins that were collected across the board yesterday were unreal like there's some people who hate snatch and have hated it and I've really been pushing them hard to get technique better and yesterday it fucking clicked yeah oh my god thank goodness yeah it's brilliant yeah so I enjoy that so much um, really purposeful session not much uh, like you said yourself James not much crack zero fun but the fun is in the winning the fun was in the winning yesterday 100% yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah. away feeling good about it um, so and then from a from an athlete point of view like a week of benchmarks a week of big box office workouts and then my favorite was the <laughs> the little hidden gem in the middle of it all which is the overhead mobility session along with this ski i did it in your class jose and i just you know something going through the mobility i had done the full session myself uh, to test it then did it a second time in your class and just doing the test retest Oh, so satisfying seeing the extra depth in the narrow grip overhead squat. It's like, okay, this is all recoverable. It's a good reminder. Um, so that was nice. And then you paired me up with Miguel and told Miguel, you know, I was like, I'm on serious return to play vibe today. <laughs> Miguel, I need to go easy. He's like, yeah, let, let's go easy. Let's go easy. And then he started full fucking death pace. I was like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> so I had to dive in with him. He nearly killed me. But I was delighted by the end because actually... We, we did fine and it was really fun to watch in fairness <laughs> <laughs> because they got the agreement before i start but then miguel just say fuck it we are going to go for it and just and pulled, then, he pulled yeah. the pin and went for it yeah below 150 all the way was really really good, good to watch it was so fun so yeah, yeah. so that was a good one yeah so i i'm glad i did that session got four workouts in last week so high five for go. me thanks across the room yeah i'm over the moon about that so um keep that going this week right um that's us then so let's talk about the coming week programming we're tuesday now what's coming up this week um look across the week and ask what workout would you choose to avoid if you could no one else gonna know it's in your own head the little decision oh which one am i fucking not doing jose give me your one uh, my god say wing like 100 percent but my brain say you are going to do it because you have been preparing for it way a lot so you are now more ready than ever but so, yeah gwen's coming tomorrow yes um my god saying fuck i don't want to do it but i know that i'm going to do it and i'm going to perform because we have been working a lot toward it also i wanted to give a good show to the people on grace because i know that they could do better for their own grace on the day but i encourage them to go for a big set in the beginning and I know that the most of them did it, even in their own grace, didn't feel as good. 
Yeah, they, f they fucked up their grace yeah. results yeah. in order to kind of focus on this on big win. test. And this is a big show yeah. for them. I do something. I think that's a great point. I yeah. did watch people doing that all day, thinking there's got to be some people people going, yeah, thanks, coach, and then go off and do their the strategic singles all the way through. <laughs> but so many people went for it. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I have in mind right now Ed, uh, Edward. He did 20 and broken with the 60. And then he was hanging the last 10, but it was so impressive. So I have to say he did so well. Like he got sub three, but he got 420 and broke in the first day. Fuck oh yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I, I was talking to him right before I, I left the gym right before he did it. And he was like, yeah, I think I'll, I'll try one set. 20 he went. Yeah. Oh, so, psycho. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daddy Dreyer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Daddy. Yeah. So, so Gwen is the one you'd avoid if you, you think... It's an intimidating workout, isn't it? Yeah, because I know that I will push like the easy ways to pick a light weight and then use the 15, then the 12, and then the 9th, and you stick wing. But if you approach in the correct way, you know that you're going to suffer. Like that grip, that will to keep pushing is so, so rough. But I know that physically I've never been in a better position than right now to do it. So I think that my God say no, but my brain say fuck yes. So I will be I will be doing anyway. So. There's an old R and B song that says no. that. It wasn't exactly that, but an old R Kelly song. My gut says no, but my head says yes. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, wasn't there? Can you sing it? Definitely not. <laughs> Last thing anyone wants to hear. Okay, James, have you got a workout you would avoid? Uh yeah, uh, pretty straightforward one for me as well. Actually, the Bua bike watt test on Thursday. Um. That holding an average watts for two minutes and doing seven rounds of it, that localized muscle blow up in my legs, along with my lungs and my heart going, I hate, I fucking hate that. Like, I don't mind if it's a, you know, like whenever you do Fran and there's just like global shutdown, like everything just starts falling apart. Like, I'm a bit sad and I love that. Like, that's a weird thing I enjoy. Yeah. But this, where it's like only there, like just the legs and just my breathing, I hate it. So Thursday. That's kind of funny for me. That's the one that I like. That's top of my list of accessible. Yeah. I'm looking at that. That's gonna be fine. Oh yeah, I know it. No, not fine. That's the thing. It won't be fine. It's gonna hurt it's gonna so hurt bad. So bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So bad. But like, I'm looking at it going right. The average starts at two ten. I'm like, I have done stuff like this before. Well, it starts at two forty for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and then it goes up to three hundred. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so two minutes at 300 like that's me at the end of a workout 40 minutes in that's what I'm dreading like the pain in my legs knowing the damper has to be up a little bit higher knowing I have to I have to work hard for two minutes to make sure that it stays at that wattage or above it but this is Thursday you will get to avoid it <laughs> yeah and I'm going uh, I'm going away on Thursday so I might actually sneak into the half nine class depending on oh. what time we're leaving but yeah it's it's one I need to do but one that if it came up on a Wednesday when I normally train, I might be like, oh, I'm just feeling a little bit. I haven't had anything today. And I'd like deliberately skip lunch didn't and shit. Yeah, night, I didn't no. sleep last night. The baby was up. All that shit. Yeah. Okay. I'd always avoid it. What would you avoid? Uh, for me, it's got to be Saturday. Oh, man. Saturday. We have a, like a five or three, two, one of front squats and burpees. And then you rest a minute and then you go one, two, three, four, five of front squats and burpees. And you do that over and over for 15 minutes. See, that's the shit I love. Yeah, you know that whole body shutdown. Dicky can't do a burpee anymore. Oh, I'm gonna have such. That's I'm gonna have a panic attack in that one. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the the combination front squats murder me. So I find it really hard, and the extra effort of doing them 
also spikes my heart rate. Then the burpees do the same thing. And then that one minute rest is just not enough. It's like you said it earlier, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, we were doing our training diaries. That is a token rest period. It's pathetic. And it makes life, it makes probably makes life worse. It does because you think you're going to rest and you're not really, you just have enough time for the pain to, to flood in, hit you, and then you remind you you're awful and then you have to go again. Oh man, that thing. I feel like uh, a mental weakling when I look at that. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to push on that. That's going to really make me feel terrible so that's the one i want to avoid and because it's saturday i'm probably will manage to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so out of the three of us here jose picked one that he'll avoid he wants to avoid and he'll do it i'll probably avoid mine and you'll probably actually avoid yours yeah so we I'll, win yeah we're true to our word at least <laughs> jose's full of it <laughs> Okay, that's our programming coming up. Another big week. And then the week after, we're starting into game weeks in two gyms. And then it'll be the week after for another three. So it's all happening. It's all happening. So let's talk about uh, upcoming events at Bua. A few things going on. So we've already mentioned Gwen. It's coming up tomorrow. So let's get into that a bit. Let's make some decisions here. Because this is the hard bit. This, choosing the way is the whole point. And it's a bit nobody is finding easy. And even all the coaches are are hedging and um, they're avoiding the question uh, over and over. So, um, Jose, have you got a number? Do you know what you're going to go for? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know that it has to be in between 60 and 65. I know that 65 is not going to happen, depending on how I feel in the day in fairness. Yeah. Uh, we did the ladder two to ten and then dropping and I did that one with 65 or 63 I don't remember and I stuck on the 10 and I I, I stuck on them I called them <laughs> keep going <laughs> that we had the, the yeah thing. we did the same thing with James uh, I know that we have been practicing more and I have the mindset to go for it so i will try to go for that 65 if not 63 probably is going to be the number yeah so if you're feeling good you think 63 is yeah. probably achievable on the yeah. day and then 65 will feel like really really good during the own class probably during the own warm-up i will figure out if it's three or if five but it's going to be on that edge so yeah i think that work at that that ladder we did a two four six eight ten eight six four two that was i think for a lot of people a really good guide and the people who completed that i think you can be pretty confident you're going to be able to do the 15. if you missed on the 10s i think it's possible i don't think if you got if you're stuck at the eights for instance then it might be worth considering dropping down the weight a little bit so that if you if you did manage to hit that workout i think that's a good place to go looking i think what you're thinking is a range of like between 60 and 65 is a great place to be because you know that you've got a limit and you've got a lower limit as well and then depending on the warm-up goes and everything you can make a decision on the day yeah. i think it's a pretty good strategy because at the end of the day we it's very hard to nail it to the kilo hmm. um james what are you thinking um yeah i'm gonna base it off that exact same workout and we talked about this in training diaries i went for 80 kilos that day and i i missed the round of 10 two maybe three times um i did get a boost of confidence i I'm a bit of a leech. I take confidence off other people as well, where if I know that I'm at a similar level with someone, I'm like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. 
it's just the how it goes. So Matty Quinlan did the same as me that day. He missed the tens at eighty kilos. Then like two weeks later you had programmed on a Sunday, like a two or three at max clean and jerk. And then And then we did a max effort set and max percentage set. of it. Yeah. And then he went to eighty kilos and he got more than ten or ten that day. So he was like, Oh, I can do the ten. It was just a, a build up of fatigue. And I came away from that session thinking that that's what it was. But you know you have that seed of doubt as well going Maybe I just maybe I just can't and I have overcooked it. So I'm gonna try maybe eighty one or eighty two for Gwen. I'm definitely definitely gonna push my morning crew to make sure that they all get as close as possible and then I can judge a lot off a lot of them. I I kinda know where there's a lot of people in there who are at a similar level to me anyway. But then there's other people who are maybe at a different level to me. But I know if they do that, I do this. And it kind of always nearly works out fairly evenly that way. So that can give me a good guide. And then for me, it's a lot of the time it's just about confidence and how I'm feeling that day. And if I feel like, if I have a bit of a big dog mentality for the day, then I'll probably go for it and do better than expected. And if I'm a bit meh, then <laughs> I'll meh. <laughs> kind of sums it up, doesn't it? So so let's talk about your crew then. Mm. Yeah. You're going to coach it as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's something in your head that says, I hope this happens. I hope this doesn't happen on mm. the day. Have you got anything like that, that, you know, people can, have you got ex expectations for your crew that you've been preparing for the last three months that you'd like to see happen? From a, from a coach point of view. As in like how they move or weight they go or all of the above. Yeah. Anything at all. Yeah. I, like I kind of have, I have a feeling that like, say of the 40 or 50 people that could rock up tomorrow, I have a feeling that most of them, maybe 60 to 70% of them will go, will come to me saying I'm thinking this weight and it'll be a teeny tiny bit conservative, uh, just a little bit. And I'd say of that 60, 70%, I'll be able to get 60 to 70% of them, stay with me in the math here, to actually go a little bit heavier and they'll be able to do it. And those people will walk away the most satisfied and that's my goal get like 70 percent of the people who are conservative to go a little bit heavier and then do really well then there's going to be other people who overshoot it and i'm going to have to really carefully coax them back because mm -hmm. i find i have a gut instinct to go uh shocked face and go oh <gasps> I don't know if that's a good idea. And then the seed of doubt has suddenly become a tree of doubt in their head. So yeah. trying to get trying to get everybody as close as possible to actually hit the thing. And I have a feeling that 80% 80, 80 of people will nail it in the morning because we have done enough barbell cycling. We have done enough cleaning jerk. And the confidence built from the snatches recently, I think will really help people too. Yeah, daily. daily. What about you, Jose? Have you got anything for your, that you're hoping to see on the day? Uh, it's quite similar to James because technically I think that my people is more ready than ever. We have been doing a lot of barbell cycling and they have been moving really, really well. I could see also in Grace that even if they were tired, the positional part was in there, so it was really good. I have also in mind in Grace a few people that didn't want to go Rx because of confidence in I knew that they could and I encouraged them to go and then they did on Rx and finished on time with more way more time than they expected so on the day 
this is going to be the thing. I want I want to see that they are going a little bit more aggressive, let's say, on the weight that I usually is. Lightly, I prefer front end to go a little bit overconfident than underconfident in the way that during the own warm-up they will figure out, but I know that they are in a way better position. They are way stronger. They are way more uh, fit than they think for real. And I want them to go as close as possible to that way that you have been talking and finishing the workout knowing that they couldn't go heavier at all. So that is going to be my yeah my idea for the day. Like, it will be the best. I think when I programmed this initially, I was thinking, what do I want to see on the day? What I'd love to see is uh, it just executed well in, in so far as that people get a certain distance into, say, the 15s or eight or nine reps in. I would like people to be able to cycle smoothly through those first few, but then it slows down to like one at a time. And people being patient enough with themselves to say, I'm going to eke out the next rep and I'm going to eke out the next rep and not give up on themselves too early that they would they actually go and have a fight. Uh, I think that once we go and have a fight, even if we lose, you've had the fight. That's the, the key. Nothing worse than cycling reps nonstop not, and then just dropping it. Like, no, couldn't get any more. Whereas you know that the person who's fighting for it is probably going to have to pause here, reconsider, regrip, take a breath, see can they eke out another one. I think that's the style of this workout. So once we see people having a fight, I think we've got to be happy with them mm. because it's very hard to guess what the, what the right yeah. way is. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great day. And I think, you know, we programmed it to get people stronger and more resilient with heavy weight. That job is already done. So it's achieved its goal. Now it's just about putting on a performance. So the other thing to mention then coming up here at BUA, very exciting. It's a little late in the day this year, not going to lie. There's been a lot going on. But we do have a BUA qualifier for Filthy 150 teams. And as most people will already know, we have teams put aside for us for Filthy 150 because we run the event. And what we do, have we have an in-house competition that you can come and compete as an individual. If you place highly enough on the leaderboard, you get offered a spot on a team. And then you can go and represent BUA with three other people um it's it's a great weekend it's coming up in september and the qualifier is going to be on september 17th so that's the date it's a sunday which is unusual for us um but it will be on sunday the 17th in sandry it'll be roughly like a 9 a.m to 4 p.m sort of a day so um a usual kind of competition style of, of a day um and we're going to open up registration for that this friday so you'll get an email about it you'll see it on modify you'll see it on social media but once they open we're going to have limited spots like we're not going to have unlimited places so if you're in any of our boo locations you've got to get yourself to boo a sanctuary on sunday the 17th to either support to um you could come down and help out you could judge you could help us with the equipment help with the signing people in or you could compete if you want to it's your first competition ever it's a great place to start it's a familiar environment it's very friendly and you're you can just do it for yourself so if you're intrigued at all of the competitions I'd, i recommend put your name down um but yeah spots open this friday it should be fun you were you remember last year's one yeah it was really uh, really good did, yeah. you, did you compete last year what did you can oh no no you were, i didn't i you was, were on the you were on the equipment team last yeah year. and was really good like here the competition itself was really fun I think that was really well run, like everything was on time and bang on. And I think that people, a part of the qualifier for the unfiltered, that is such a competition, they enjoy it really, really 
a lot the own uh, qualifier because we're really really good so i encourage everyone to try so pick the spot and go for it yeah because I, i do think the qualifier is almost the event that people enjoy even more than the main event here every year people love the qualifier event because it is friendly and it's very supportive yeah but yeah it's still a competition you still have a joy you still have to go out and fight for your reps and all that sort of thing yeah. um what did you do last year james do you remember I ran a floor last year, so I didn't compete. But Filthy is probably the competition I have competed at most in my whole career. I've maybe done four or five of them. I fucked it up one year for you. That was good. Oh, I remember I went that. To the wrong yeah. Event. yeah, yeah. Yeah, James showed up one one year at Filthy One Fifty to the wrong floor. Yeah. Uh, made his way out. His team got onto the floor and messed up the whole heats for the whole day. It cost about four hours of no. heartache. You of know. heartache, yeah. Of heartache. Yeah, ba- background. Not delays, I, I, not delays. I, yeah, yeah. Heartache. in the background, you, you hated me so bad. Oh, we didn't know it was you at the time. What we knew was that there was some team who showed up on the floor and exploded the whole workout plan for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> that was at the airport, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I also remember the qualifier, the day we did that. And I think, I think what's good about the qualifier is we did... A version of one of the filthy workouts like it showed up then in the competition so it's always a nice little like these are um a taster yeah almost like a dry run for the actual competition the precursor yeah yeah so it's like if you haven't done a competition before one two maybe three of the workouts will be at the main event then so if you do it here in the gym there's a, a safety blanket of oh i know how this one goes this is how it's going to feel and then you can go and compete on the main floor yeah, yeah, you get the feel out some some of the components for sure. Yeah, so Sorry. it should be a good day. We'll have seventeenth of September. Nice. Um, and as I said, unmodified this week, or it'll be. We'll have a link to a form to fill out. Get your name down, and as I said, if you also want to go and volunteer on the qualifier day, we'd love. We need lots of help. So if you're around, and want to get involved in other ways, you can do that. Also, the Volunteer form for Filthy 150 is open. We have lots of people from BUA already helping. Last year was almost a fully BUA-ran event. Like, all the volunteer team, apart from a handful of judges, were from BUA. And we'd love to see the same again this year. Yeah, the volunteer package is great from Gym Plus Coffee and all that. So if you're interested in coming down and getting involved, uh, get your name down for that soon. Because those actually, we do have a cap on volunteers, and it's almost full. We have over 100 people already signed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're interested, get your name down. Okay, so that's a couple of things coming up. Um, let's get on to um, a Jose question, since we have Jose, the actual person here with us. So Jose, what have you got for us this week? Uh, <laughs> it's a random question, but I think that is pretty good. In fact, I told you before, and you were kind of a, with a face of thinking. So I think that the question makes the, the point. The question is, if you will give one piece of advice to a driven, smart college student, someone that is in the actual now, sorry, right now at the college, what will be the advice about the real, to coming into the real world? What is the context about that? Sometimes we are in the college, in university, and we have a lot of knowledge coming in, but maybe from that knowledge, not much, or there are a big part that doesn't apply into the real world. What do you think that you could give to someone about what is coming on the real world? Oh, man. Yeah, you told me this right before we came on. I'm like, oh, my God. 
it's it's not an easy one right and i think what you just said there is that my experience anyway of, of college was gaining knowledge and knowledge is power right you get confidence from it like i go from somebody who doesn't know to know about a subject matter and i know uh, my experience has come away feeling okay i'm equipped for something that i wasn't equipped for before and then the reality as you say the real world hits you like a ton of bricks like oh the knowledge that i gained where does it fit where does it apply and you find it's difficult to, to find exactly where it applies and the real world doesn't match up with reality so i think um my advice would have to be around getting ready for that because i think the knowledge does it it shows itself then over time like there's lots of opportunities as you get into working in the area okay oh yeah i remember that from college i remember that and it becomes really useful but not necessarily all all at once at the start so the first thing as i would say is be ready for that like you are equipped for your job now but now you have to go and get into a company who have ways of doing things not going to be the same and you have to be really adaptable to that first and then you can bring your knowledge to bear on it later because i think there's a there's a this feeling of being upended like i i thought i knew everything and now i know nothing and the confidence drop can be terrifying thing i think what about you james what are you thinking here um i I, yeah made me think about my personal experience as well like coming out of college and getting into work i was thinking about all the jobs i have had and i i came out of college fortunately with the knowledge knowing what i wanted to do i wanted to get into uh crossfit i wanted to get into coaching i wanted to get into personal training i was like i want to help people this is my thing so not everyone has that and i think people do panic about it and so my advice would probably center around rather than trying to figure out what's the right job for me like what should i go and do what should my career be is go find somewhere and you can take years to go find this place but go find somewhere where you get equal measure of support and people demanding stuff of you because the the one thing i do enjoy about working here is like, i can come to you with problems and we can discuss things and jose gives me a hug every day he comes in like there's that level of support but there's also like here that's like you need to do better you need to do more you need to like there's that balance that's there all the time and i've worked for people who either give way too much support and don't push me and i was going to say I'm like this, but most people probably are. We just don't push ourselves hard enough, ever. So if you do want more, you need to find someone to help you do it. And then I've also worked for people who just demanded the fucking world, but never actually gave me any support along with that as well. So you just resent those people. So it would be trying to find a workspace where you're like, oh, I have to really push today, but you can go have a beer with them. You can chat about the shit with them. Like finding a workspace like that. And... I think that's easier than trying to find something you love because you'd probably just love doing the thing you're doing if you're in that type of environment. I think it's great advice. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you've left no answers for Jose. So this is my dad, <laughs> this is my dad brain coming through, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Because yeah. I was like, what would I say to me? And then what would I say to Paige? Yes. That's where I'm going with it. What about you, Jose? What's your answer to your question? Because uh, Jose is famous for asking the questions, not answering them. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I know I'm good at answer, getting questions, not answering. Like that's not my my point. That's not your goal. No. Uh, I was listening a podcast or an interview like a few months ago, and they made such a good point that I didn't realize on that. It was about Harvard. Harvard. 
students, when they give the CV uh, to, an, to a business or enterprise to go to work on them, they don't care that much about their own degree. The fact that they have been studying in Harvard make that that person has been so disciplined to go into Harvard and all that is carry on. So it's more about the skills that the person is having more than the own degree itself. What's my point with that? I think that with college, the, you develop plenty of skills and this is where the value is for me. A skill about being disciplined to go to class every day or whatever it is, discipline to work with teammates, even if you don't agree with them or something, be able to interact with the people. Uh, there are many skills that I think that are more valuable in college than their own knowledge because nowadays in internet you have the whole knowledge around the world. So you don't, it's not about the knowledge itself, it's about the skills. So if you are in there, try to develop the skills, the soft skill, more than focus that much on the knowledge. I think that this is where the value is. I was in college and probably until the third year, I wasn't in college. I just was messing around. That's the fact. On the third and the fourth, I shift totally my mindset and I went way, way harder. I went all the way. I went really deep into the subject. And uh, is that is the ability to be disciplined and try to dig in into a topic more than the own, uh, the own topic itself. It makes sense. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good show. And that is the like it's all the social skills, it's the professional skills, yeah. the and the the discipline side of it that you carry yeah. forward. That's something I haven't thought of as well. Yeah, that's really important. And I think of when I was in, when I went back to do my master's, like I probably was overly focused on the material I was learning hmm. and probably didn't do enough on the social side, didn't do enough on the human side hmm. of it to develop the relationships with the lecturers, develop the, the relationships with the other people I was doing it with. I was very focused hmm. on getting the knowledge. So I'd say, I think it's a really important point uh, as well. Another point that I think is kind of with college, but not inside on their own college in the university is to live out of home. I don't know. I know that some people are living at home at the same time that they're in college. Wasn't my scenario. So I need to move from home. Um, fuck, that makes such a difference to be by your own, to do your own thing, your own shopping. You need to take care about your own. That makes such a difference. It's making you grow as a person, as a human being quite a lot. So I think that is something also implied in that kind of age when you're in college that make you grow at the most. Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Deadly. Okay, it was an interesting question today, wasn't it? Yeah, I just want to follow up on something he said as well. Um, and you were alluding to the social side of things. I, I'm at a university 10 years now. Um, and there's lads I played rugby with and trained with that I still talk to on like a monthly basis. 10 years later, but I can't remember a single module or subject that I actually studied for in the three years I was there. I, I, I imagine there's some things that I did learn that I still like are just way down the in the back of my brain somewhere, but it's it's 100% about the people I'm making those connections and going finding the people that you really, really, really fit with. Yeah, deadly. Okay, That's, that was an unexpected discussion today. It was good, I like that. Okay. James, we've got a weekly shout out. I think you've got one for us today. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've tried to narrow it down. Um, uh, Casey in the 5.30 crew, we were talking about the snatching on training diaries earlier. And I've had, <laughs> I've had some experiences with my morning crew, like not just Casey, but a lot of people where with a lot of movements, I've been pushing them 
a lot and really trying to refine things and maybe pulling them back and wait and like try and make this better try to do that better and like just giving people lots to work with um and she casey has been like there battling with me like she's not afraid to bite back a little bit which i love but on monday's snatch session yesterday's snatch session her snatches were fucking brilliant and she it's something she really struggled with it was one of those things where she was like like maybe this isn't the thing for me and a lot of people get to that point where they're like i don't know there's a lot of stress i'm not getting a lot out of this day what's the point but then yesterday she was fucking moving and i just a big wave of relief joy fucking delight and then i was like trying to hold myself together during the 16 minutes in yesterday's class i was like oh thank goodness for this but she's just been really putting in the work really trying to concentrate when i've given her stuff to do questioning it all which is understandable but keep showing up and fuck me it paid off yesterday yeah amazing, so yeah. huge shout out to her yeah that that wrestle that wrestle with this movement you've had a lot of it this, this yeah, quarter this quarter yeah I, and i said to all my crews yesterday i was like this has been the most stressful version of coaching for me in a long time like everything else is fine i can cover it but the way people have like i just wanted because we were talking about this earlier snatch days aren't fun in the sense that we probably don't make the classes very enjoyable compared to other ones but the fun from our perspective is like get people fucking snatching well. Yeah, the and progress is where the fun yeah, is. Yeah, the progress. Yeah, hundred percent. And you're it's the, the challenge for the coach is to stay in the struggle with the person and to not let them move away from it, even though they're 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 running into their own limitations. That's what snatch does for us. It shows us where the gap is, and then we have to reckon with that. And then the coach has to be sitting there going, no, no, you're not backing away. You're actually leaning into it. So there is that fight. And so the whole, this is what you're here for thing, isn't it? It's like, if you just wanted to do sit down, stand up with things, you could go to Fly Fit or another type of micro gym yeah. that doesn't do snatches. Yeah, yeah. So it was great to hear. So Casey's had the fight. Sounds like she's won the, the, the battle. She's over the hump. Yeah, so yeah she's still, uh She's still in the war. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's never ending though as well, isn't it? Yeah, the never ending war with us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, deadly. Jose, I think you mentioned you have one as well, didn't you? Yep, I have several, but I'm going to yeah, keep but it. Yeah, but you're only one. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep it in Conor Moran. Uh, he's doing so well. Like <laughs> He's probably the most constant, humble guy that we have in the evening. Like He take on board everything you eat. Uh, he has been improving from the since he started has been a constant improvement all the way up really really constant without like any kind of coming down because he was just doing the thing that he needed to do he's really good listener he also did the snatch course and he improved a lot but i saw yesterday for example he did the hand snatch uh, fuck me he gained a lot of mobility he gained a lot of strength positional so it's just that it's the humble thing that he's able to listen everything that you tell to him to take on board and try to put into the floor and uh, fuck me it's working a lot it's really really well done. yeah don't you love seeing people who are so consistent and they get paid off for all the work yeah it's brilliant and connor's one of those guys you just love to have an 
Annie Class. Annie Class. So yeah, positive. Yeah. Give me Connor all day. Yeah, he's so friendly, so positive with everybody else, so supportive. I've been trying to steal Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck Jose in his evening classes. Come on and join me in the mornings. And he was doing it semi consistently for a while. Yeah, what about his double unders? He got, yeah. he said he, he texted me, he's like, oh, I got like 234 double unders or whatever for the mono benchmark. So he was delighted with that too. So yeah, what yeah they were looking so good. Yeah. Looking so good. Double so. under, I and mean, it's something that he started recently, a few months ago. He got like 200 something in the workout. That's class. That was yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really good. So, yeah. Okay. Well done, Connor. Okay. Lads, we're nearly done. We've got overrated, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Okay. So, we're going to start off with a simple one. This is comic book movies. They're like Marvel, all that sort of style of movie. So, one word, Jose. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Okay, okay. James, overrated, underrated? Overrated. Okay. Are you going to agree with me? <laughs> I am going to say overrated. Yeah. Okay. Right, Jose, you're the odd one out here. You go. Sorry, no, 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 no. That's not how it's working. You need, you need to, you need to argue why it's overrated and then I... And then you're... Ah, come on. Uh, so, I don't mind. I'll go overrated. Yeah, please. Okay. Because they're generally shit. Okay. <laughs> That's not an <laughs> argument. <laughs> that is a statement. It's different. Yeah, so people tell me that I just need to watch them in the proper order because they're all made out of order. And then when you watch them in order, it starts to make sense. But uh, I just think it's copy and paste of bad jokes, CGI, and like the same story, just with slightly different characters over and over again. I have no joy in it. I watch and I go, I'm bored within 20 minutes. I don't care that the person lives or dies. I don't care if the baddie wins. Sometimes I want him to. It's, I resist it, in everything. In How me. many did you watch? I've no idea. I've watched loads of them though at this point. Okay. And now I've given up. Now I like when a new one comes out, I just let it pass me by. But I did used to watch them as they would come out. But I've just, now I've just stopped. So, that's curmudgeonly by me, I understand. But tell me, so tell me, because James has changed my mind on some of these things. Uh, I also personally, I enjoy them because it's something from my childhood. I have been carrying it forever. Also, I really think that Marvel is really broad. I think that there are good film and bad film inside on the Marvel University. As an average, I think that they are pretty good. When they get all together, they are really good. Also, there are a f two movies that is coming all together. It's the one of Thanos. I don't remember the name of the first one, but I know that the second is called Endgame, and it's class. It's I real. tried that one. No? I got uh, so bored. Oh, uh, because, uh, because I'd heard this from lots of people, yeah. that that one, that the Endgame, really good. that is mind-blowing, so good, because yeah. he's the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't stick with it. So, so what's your favorite? What's like probably Endgame, right? but I agree that if you don't have the background of the previous films, that is making the context for the own film has no much That's sense. Avengers. Is yeah. it Avengers? Avengers, yeah, yeah. If you don't watch, but also the own character, they have their own film previous to that one. If you don't have a context, I think that 
is losing a lot. So if you have the context, I think that is such a good film. In my opinion, it's really, really good. But like I told you, it's also something emotional because I'm carrying from childhood. I always like them. So I have been watching them forever and I will keep watching forever. So okay. there's no point. All right. James Rankin, what have you got to say to that? So I watch all the Marvel films like, and I would still go to the cinema to watch the new ones whenever they come out. Right. Um, there's a childhood thing there that I just grew up having Iron Man toys and I didn't have a Captain America but all that sort of stuff so there's that side of it that I do enjoy however I 100% agree every movie follows the same structure it's the hero's journey right where it's like here's the the one person we're focusing on today it's Iron Man in this movie Captain America in the next one blah 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 they have a high point they have a low point that they struggle through and then they come to some sort of victory at the end again so I'm like they're going to win at the end. And if they don't win in this one, they'll fucking win in the next one anyway. And that's what happens in the Avengers, uh, the end game one, right? The first one with Thanos. Thanos wins, but then by the end, the good guys win. That's the way it always works. So I, it's not riveting movies anymore. Like the first couple were good, and now it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. And the money that goes into them, we could probably make... We could probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> they could probably put that money into other very interesting stories, not another fucking action hero one. We probably have enough action heroes to last us 30 years. They're probably Are they probably digging up ones that are more and more obscure these days? Yeah. Is that the way it works? Probably. I'm guessing. And saying that, like they'll bring out another one at the end of the year or the start of next year and I'll pay 40 quid to go and see it in the cinema and eat some popcorn and I'll enjoy it. But, I'm like, if they never make another one, I'm okay with that. I just find that the CGI action thing. Yeah, some people are like that. Jill's kind of like that sometimes like as well. Where she's like, ah, it's just it's not real. And I'm like, it's not supposed to be real. That's kind of the excitement behind it too. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, we've got one more. We've got one more. Okay. Overrated, underrated. House coats. Like dressing gown, house coats. Underrated. Underrated. Overrated. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say overrated. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah, just, like, let's just put this out there. Um, I do imagine that the people who properly wear them, like go home and take off whatever clothes they're wearing, put on some casuals, casuals and then put the house coat on. I'm like, I bet those people feel real cozy, real comfortable all the time. Like there is something to it. So I'm like, maybe I would <laughs> like it if I had one. I just have a vivid, uh, uh, I can envisage myself having one and enjoying it. Christmas is coming, Gillian. Take <laughs> note of it. Take note of it. House coat for James. <laughs> right, Jose, what do you got? Come on. Uh, also, I need to make the statement that I don't have any, <laughs> but I, when I watch that, doesn't look as cozy neither. Like, I don't think that look comfortable. Uh, maybe it is like, maybe I am grown, but I don't think that the way you look, even if you feel <laughs> so comfortable, is worth. So I think that if you want to be comfortable, you get a big t-shirt and move on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, there, there's something to what you're saying, James, about like people, I'm sure people are very comfortable in them. There's something about being properly home. Like you don't wear the house coat unless 
you're home you know you're not going out yeah you it's a statement i'm home and this I is where i'm anywhere. staying yeah. and no one's coming in <laughs> <laughs> i won't be accepting visitors right now this is like properly i'm in full depth down mode so i see that but for me i just don't know like i i look at it and i go i don't know like if i can get to that mode it's a real old-fashioned thing though as well isn't it is it no, it is because my yeah because my my dad would have worn one, my granddad definitely would have worn one. Yeah, because like, my granddad was a farmer and he would have been out doing the cows in the morning and then he would have went for a walk kind of mid afternoon and then by four o'clock like as my granny was making dinner he's like house coats on slippers are on and fucking going anywhere for anything for anyone. I wonder is Elaine a house coat person? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Because 100%. Elaine sent me this as the suggestion. It was her idea yeah. and I thought oh that's brilliant because I think some people just. It's their default. As yeah. soon as they step in the door, it's like, high school. Get the dress coat. Get the dressing gown. I can finally chill out. I can understand that. I didn't realize on that that as soon as you wear it, it's a statement on I'm not going to leave home. <laughs> and I think that this is pretty cool. <laughs> That's such a good point. I didn't think before. So maybe I need to try before <laughs> telling again on the. But do you know where already. else you see them? You you know when you go to a nice hotel where there's a spa. Yeah. And they like they're in the room and people wear them down to the spa, so they're wearing them through the hotel. And every time I see that, it's it irks me. <laughs> I'm like they should absolutely do that they're in full chill out yeah. mode and this is what this environment's for but i'm like nah <laughs> bring a sports bag and go to the change rooms <laughs> oh my god i'm so like uh i don't know what's the word judgy yeah exactly. imagine people started wearing a house coat like this is my gym coat and then they wear something coming towards well, the gym people have, have suggested over the years that we should have a, a like a an ice bath or a sauna at the back yeah. of the gym I was like, oh, that would be nice if it didn't mean people walking through the fucking gym in their, yeah, in their gowns yeah, and their skimpies. No, thank you. So like that, that completely got rid of that idea. Okay, that's house coats. I wonder what people think about it. I'm sure we're going to have it here from the people who say, like, you, you need to try this. Okay, that's us today, lads. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.